welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Yaro Starak. Hello and welcome to another Entrepreneur's Journey podcast or a small business branding podcast since I now do own two different blogs. My name is Yaro Stark and thank you for joining me today. I have an interview for you again with another small business blogger. Her name is Anita Campbell and she blogs at Small Business Trends or uh, which is at smallbizbiztrends.com. Anita discusses quite a few different topics uh, regarding how she got into small business blogging, uh, what she's currently doing for a living. We also discuss some searches and optimization as well as personal branding and a few other topics that I'm sure you'll be interested in if you're doing small business or internet marketing. I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping if you haven't uh, listened to my or read my blog or listened to my podcast recently. Uh, A few things I'd like to make you aware of. I'm currently promoting Blog Traffic King, which is at blogtrafficking.com, a email newsletter to help people with growing their blog traffic from zero to 1,000 daily readers. So I've written quite a few newsletters, uh, about three months worth are ready to go. If you sign up, you'll start receiving one once a week. And they're basically for beginners who are just getting into blogging. So if that's you and you're maybe struggling to get a readership going or maybe you've hit a roadblock at a certain maybe a hundred bloggers this newsletter will help get you started give you a few more ideas on how to promote your blog and basically I discuss everything I did myself to grow my blog to the 1000 plus daily readers mark I've also got a lot of uh, more resources and materials about blog traffic coming out so if you want to be the first to hear about those make sure you subscribe to that newsletter it's at blogtrafficking.com alright that's all I really wanted to make you aware of um, here comes Anita and myself as usual if you do want more podcasts like this you can subscribe to the feed or head to entrepreneurs-journey or do a google search for Yarrow Y-A-R-O that's me alright Enjoy, everyone. Here's the interview. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Yaro Starak. Welcome to another Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. I have uh, another special guest with me today. This is Anita Campbell from, well, I know her from smallbiztrends.com, her blog, but I know she's into plenty of other things as well. So, hi. Welcome, Anita. Well, hi, Yaro. It's great to talk with you. (laughs) Thank you. So where are you? You've obviously got an American accent, so you're from... Right. I, I'm actually from near Cleveland, Ohio, uh-huh. which is uh, right near the Great Lakes, right on the, the edge of Lake Erie. And you know, the only thing when I hear people say that, I think of Drew Carey and the Drew Carey show, isn't that? <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. terrible, but that's, that's what I think about. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Claim to fame, but okay, so... You're obviously into small business since your website is called Small Business Trends, but like I was just saying to you, I read your about page and you have quite um, a corporate background in a lot of ways, don't you? But um, let's go back a bit. What were you doing before you entered into the corporate field? How do you get to where you are today? That's a quick quick summary of Anita Campbell, (laughs) her life and times. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, my academic background is as a lawyer. Uh, I went to law school. quite a ways back now, and 
uh, I was not practicing law as a lawyer in a law firm for very long. Uh, I quickly gravitated toward the business world. Because that was really my, my best an in-house attorney for a bank and got very involved in transaction work contracts and you know buying and selling companies and buying and selling assets and so on. Uh, and then I moved over into the information technology industry, still working in legal roles but within corporations. And I went to work for uh, Bell and Howell Company. Uh, and then more and more I just gravitated toward the business side and away from the legal work. And I started taking on more responsibility on the business side and before you knew it, I just, you know, left being involved in the legal side at all. And just, um, I, I did a variety of things on the business side of the business, uh, meaning that I was involved in everything from um, human resources and administ administration, running the facilities, uh, the company's offices and building new offices, uh, to uh, e-commerce, to uh, I spent some time in the UK uh, working in an office over there, uh, marketing, you name it. So how did all this turn into small business trends? And it, is that what you do full time now or is... What's yes. your current state? Well, you know, I like to consider myself a one-woman media empire. So. <laughs> As we all do on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe not one woman for me, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one, one man, right, one yeah. woman, whatever. <laughs> so that's what I do. Uh, and uh, my company is Small Business Trends, a limited liability company. But the way I got involved in that is I left the corporate world in 2001. Uh, right around the time of 9-11 and uh, you know I, I jokingly say I retired <laughs> well I, you know I was a little young to retire but <laughs> that's kind of the way I felt and in any event for a while you know I really wasn't sure what I was going to do um, my friends I know a lot of entrepreneurs people who have their own businesses, some of them many businesses, and they kept calling me and asking me to help them on this or that, you know, put together a business plan or uh, do a, a loan application to get a small business loan or, or put together a marketing plan, whatever. So I started helping them and before I knew it, I just finally woke up one day and said, you know, I'm actually consulting with people, so why don't I just call myself a consultant? And so I, I you know, put together a website for a consulting business. And I was doing consulting with small businesses for a while. And then I started the blog. The blog. And the blog in <laughs> 2003. And that took off. Small business trends took off. And I found I really liked it. And I found it gave me a bigger brand recognition than I could ever have gotten from being a consultant in my local area. Some more credibility. More credibility. Greater exposure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it currently your main driver of, of clients for the, your business? Uh, it is. Um, actually, for a while there, I thought I had left doing consulting, but I found that people wanted to hire me to be a consultant. 
but perhaps harmy in a different sense. Um, they were more interested in hearing me speak. So I, you know, I do, I am hired to do speaking engagements on trends, you know, business trends and how those affect the small business market. Um, I was hired to do writing, which I'd never been hired to do before. And then that morphed into hiring me to be a consultant in, I would say, the online marketing space in general. And one of the things I like to say is I specialize in grassroots marketing online. Okay. Now, I always find consultants, like the actual picture of a consultant, a bit fuzzy because it's such a varied role in terms of you get asked to do something different each time you get approached by another company. So in terms of your day-to-day -day activities, Anita, what, what are you doing? Are you on the phone most of the day? Are you sitting down blogging? Are you doing all of these things? Or what's a day in the life? A <laughs> uh, day in the life is spending most of the day in front of the computer. Uh, and it, uh, mostly it's, it's um, some blogging, some writing on, of articles and, and other kinds of things. Uh, it is on the phone and via email working with clients and other constituents. Uh, I have a radio program also, so we, we focus on getting guests for the radio program. Uh, and I, I find that, you know, I do a lot related to selling things online, meaning selling uh, um, either information products or advertising at the various sites. So it's, it's really a broad array of things, but I would say at the center, there seems to be the internet in one way or the right, other. Right. Either I'm running internet websites, I'm doing an internet radio program, uh, or I'm consulting with other businesses to help them better their position on the internet. Okay. So in the future and currently, do you see yourself maybe moving away from you know, face-to-face -face consulting or phone consulting and more to the information product selling and trying to get more advertisers. Uh, it's funny because I know you see people have a website like yours and I know you've got some sort of traffic there so you've, you obviously can make some money from advertising but I know from my own experience it's often difficult to make a, a living from advertising unless you, you know, you're really, really kicking a lot of traffic through your sites. Um, and information products also can make a fantastic living, and that's the way I'm going at the moment towards focusing on my energies on that. But it sounds to me like you've gone from the corporate world to consulting other businesses, and now you're slowly getting more and more into information products. Would that be right? Well, um, it is, except that I would also say I'm getting now coming back around and getting a little more into the consulting side and more into the speaking speaking engagement. You know, I finally reached the point where um, people in organizations will pay me to come speak. Uh, and that took a while. I mean, you don't just go out and people immediately want to pay you to come and speak. Uh, you have to pay your dues in the sense of spending years doing presentation after presentation, speech after speech, panel discussion after panel discussion, all for free. So <laughs> and, and was this what you wanted to do? Was, was speaking the, you know, not an end game, but one of your big goals? 
it is, and I really want um, to be seen as a brand, the Small Business Trends brand, that has a variety of different revenue streams flowing off of it. And those revenue streams can be consulting, speaking, information products, as well as revenue streams directly from websites and radio show. Right. Okay, so you're quite busy then doing different things. Is this a, a one-woman show, or is there a team, or a, a husband involved, or what's going on? <laughs> well, my husband does help out, although <laughs> he doesn't really help out with the Internet business as much. Um, he's a lawyer, uh, so he helps me with all of the legal things, uh, and, and he's just a great support. Um, I have a virtual assistant. Uh, actually, she's relatively new. Uh, who works part-time handling, she's an administrative assistant, but she is from another state here in the U.S., so we're not close to one another, but she handles things over the Internet. A lot of um, radio show scheduling of guests and handling the website for the radio show and so on. Right, so a virtual secretary. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, Steve Rusinski is my business partner on the radio program. Uh, he runs the Small Business CEO blog. All right, yes. So wh where's the radio show going? What, what's that for you? Is that purely a promotional tool? Or are, you, are you monetizing that? Or? Well, it's turned out to be both. Uh, in fact, it's uh, turned out to be a nice, um, a, a nice revenue generator, more than uh, perhaps I ever expected. Um, people look for a voice and a way to reach the small business market. And I'm sure this is true in other markets too. Whatever your chosen market is. It's just mine happens to be the small business market. And, you know, a radio program like mine, we, we spend a lot of time working with the guests to come up with an in-depth presentation for the better part of an hour. Uh, and it, they end up with something that they can use in their marketing efforts. So because they feel they get value out of it, you know, they're willing to you know, pay for um, support to help coach them uh, to be a good radio guest and that sort of thing. Okay, so, <laughs> so is the revenue not from advertising? It's actually from your interviewees or? Uh, it's actually... Um, uh, both, both in the okay. sense of you know, services from um, you know guests, but also we do we've actually done a reasonably good job with selling sponsorships and advertising. Right. Okay. So how many listeners do you have on average? Well, the last time I uh, calculated from all of our various sources, it came up to twenty six thousand in any given month. Now, Steve Rusinski, who's my business partner feels that's a real lowball um, estimate. But that includes the, we, because it's a, a radio program that's actually broadcast on an internet radio channel, um, the Voice America, uh, we, we have listeners there. And then they also have the shows archived so people can listen later on demand. Uh, and then we actually set up a site at SMB Trendwire where we um, you know, create a permanent home for each of the radio recordings 
Uh, we do both a blog post as well as a dedicated event page, as we call it, with a little bit of information about the particular um, show. And then we house those there. And between the RSS feeds that actually distribute that, as well as people who go to that site, uh, in large part driven by my main site and by uh, Steve's site, you know, we've, we've got a whole group of visitors who just are interested in the shows after they broadcast as podcasts. Right, so that's a, that's a, that's a substantial audience. You can't, you can't, even if you estimating low, 26,000 is, is fairly substantial for the small business area, too. So. Yeah, it's yeah. well, you know, I mean, I, I'd love to I'd love to have it be millions. Well, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we all? I wish there was a million people listening to you and me talking now. <laughs> one day. One day, one day right. <laughs> so let's go towards trends now. Obviously, this is your specialty, small business trends. How do you keep up with trends? What's the secret to doing that? Is it a lot of RSS feeds? What's the, how do you do this? <laughs> it's a lot of RSS feeds. It's a lot of magazines, uh, trade magazines. Uh, it's... Um, you know, it's reading blogs. Uh, I get great insights from reading blogs. It's um, it's watching certain shows on television, uh, mostly uh, mostly nonfiction, but <clears throat> even occasionally on fiction shows, you can find out you know good insights about current culture. Uh, I would say that you know the the key thing about watching trends is. <clears throat> you have to have a huge capacity to pull in a lot of information and then sort out what's key with it. And then you have to have the, the capacity to kind of interpret it for people. Uh, and you know, when I first started out doing this three years ago, I just kind of set myself up as being someone who watches trends. I, I had no particular experience at it, I mean, other than my general corporate background. But um, I found that with anything, if you do it day in and day out, you know, unless you're a complete dolt, you're going to get reasonably good at <laughs> it because true. you're doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you also get positioned in the marketplace as the expert of that topic, which is something I really like about um, you may not start off as the expert in the topic, and you may not even be the best in the industry, but because you're consistently presenting yourself as that person, you get positioned as that person or that brand, as you would call it, so. Exactly. Yeah. And, okay. and, and uh, you know, that's, I, I think that idea of personal branding is very important for, you know, a lot of people today because, you know, we are really in a world where individuals can operate as businesses and the brand tends to follow the individual. You know, I'll tell you a little story about um, Sir Richard Branson, who I had the great fortune to meet for all of about 15 seconds last <laughs> fall. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I did, I did determine that he doesn't think he'd ever read a blog at that time. Right, okay, uh, interesting. <laughs> but uh, one, of the, one of the things I heard him talk about that struck me and stayed with me is he said that he did outrageous things early on when he was building his businesses because he realized that he himself, Richard Branson, was, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the carrier of the brand for Virgin Companies. 
and that people very much associated him with the Virgin Companies. Now, I think over the years, he m has somewhat moved away from that, but, you know, at one time, he was almost synonymous with the Virgin Companies, and therefore, he really went to great lengths to build up his persona in the public eye. Yeah, I've written similar, I think, um, I'd almost say his his name is still synonymous with the um, Virgin brand. I often think whenever I buy a product from Virgin, I'm thinking Richard Branson, and I, I get a, almost the sensation of youth, fun, and quality, which is something that's completely, you know, I've perceived because of the way he's promoted in the marketplace. And he still does his crazy stunts. When he launched the mobile phone company down here, he was doing silly things. And last time I was in Canada, he was doing silly things as well there. He just seems to be everywhere I go <laughs> doing silly things. So, <laughs> But quite right, the personal branding... I, at at all kinds of levels, and not not just you know the small business level, but the in his case the you know the multi multi company you know, large million dollar revenue sort of business. So, what I actually wanted to ask you though, your opinion of this is, I noticed lately myself because obviously I'm trying to brand myself as a personal brand as well, and I've noticed a lot of other people doing it. I feel that. It's not really a saturated marketplace, but I'm getting a, a little bit um, resistant to everyone. You know, so many names I'm getting hit by every single day as I search for products. It's always, you know, John Doe's book or so on, so on, and the the name is c becoming as prominent as the actual product itself. And I can't really differentiate because I'm starting to get hit by hundreds and hundreds and thousands of different people. So unless you're Richard Branson or maybe you know a few really really top um, experts, it's just another name to me, despite the fact that they might be trying to personal brand. Do you think there's a you know potential to saturate, or is this all about niche marketing? Well, I think the the niche is a very uh, key port part of things. Um, you know, you've you've got to find a way to distinguish and differentiate what you're doing from everyone else, um, and so you can brand yourself all you want, but unless you have something that kind of makes makes you stand out a little bit, you know, that everyone associates you with something, you know, wh it, whether it's Anita Campbell with trends or, you know, small business trends or, um, you know, Yaro Stark with um, internet businesses or whatever it may be. I think also that um, you keep in mind that you, you're on the internet all the time just as I am. So others out there in the general public may not be nearly as aware of all of these other people who are pitching their information products and, and being out there. You happen to be more aware of it because you're out there, you're active, you, you probably sign up for a lot of forums. mailing lists like all I the do. Forums. I, I, I circulate, <laughs> all the forums. I circulate you know, small business and, and people doing internet marketing forums and every single person there is selling a book or a course or a CD series and everyone's personal branding themselves and, and you're quite right. I, I have my lens, what I look through is another internet marketer and I'm exposed to hundreds of other internet marketers which is not the lens that the average consumer looks through. So it's hard sometimes to even uh, you know, reflect what an average consumer sees, which you need to do as a business owner to try and satisfy their needs. So it can be difficult at times, but right. It, I would say one of the big tests is, you know, are, how do you show up in search engines like Google? 
and how do you show up in key places that people are looking online for your that I would look at as to whether or not uh, it's likely the average consumer would would be able to gain some um, you know recognition of you or you would be able to gain some recognition in their eyes uh, because they're looking in search engines under a certain topic and they're going to be looking at a certain you know kind of centralized websites for a particular topic and so that's what I would ask myself. I would say, you know, who's really showing up there in those places? Because that's who is likely to become better known in the consumer's eyes and not necessarily everyone who happens to be in a lot of other places that maybe you know about or I know about because we happen to know the landscape really well. Right. Does that make sense? It, I, it does. It's all about being in the right places, basically. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Exactly. What do you think then about the importance of search engine optimization? Because you are mentioning you're showing up in Google. Then, uh, do you put a lot of weight to that? Or? Well, I do to a point. I mean, I think it's important. First of all, I'm a great believer that we all need to know enough to be able to understand key concepts about anything important that affects our businesses. So if you have an internet business, you need to know enough about search engine optimization so that you can at least understand some key things, key concepts, how, that, how search engines index sites and how you get good position in search engines. So I think that you first of all need to educate yourself and arm yourself and then secondly, I think you need to you know, go out and hire the right people at the right time to come in and do you know, a certain amount of work. Now, would I take that really far and be spending tens of thousands of dollars on search engine optimization? No, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I think you can over-optimize sites, for example. But I think that the average blog, for example, has obviously has good natural search engine friendliness to begin with. Um, and it's just a question of knowing some key concepts about keywords and you know and making sure you've got the right kind of text and showing up in the right places on your site that sort of thing um, having clean sites but I just wouldn't take it too far is, is search traffic important to you is it one of your your main drivers of audience or uh, it's mouse? very important um, it's it's not so much that I look for it for the um, the like foot traffic to come to the site necessarily. I look for it because if somebody is looking for an expert or they're looking for a speaker in a certain area, a lot of times they're going to start with a search engine. And so you want to be found there for, you know, some key things that people are looking at. Um, so I think it's important there, you know, I. I wouldn't rely 100% on search engines for traffic. I mean, I think it's important that you have a community. This whole concept of uh, developing a community around your business is, I think, crucially important today, especially for an Internet business. Mm -hmm. I think it's getting more and more. I keep hearing more Internet marketers saying that exact thing that 
community in itself is you know, because of word of mouth benefits, the stickiness, um, the credibility. It just lends itself to a much more long-term, stable uh, business. And if you don't have the community, it can be quite hard. Yes, uh, exactly. Okay, so going, we're almost out of time, idea, but just going forward, what's, what's in your future? What are you working towards at the moment? I'd like to start a uh, paid subscription newsletter or a paid membership site where I can get into a, a greater depth of information. Uh, in order to do that, though, I need to be in a position where I can hire some additional help in order to do that. Um, I'd like to also, in order to achieve that goal, I, I would like to offload you know, some of the other things. So not only hiring a staff, per se, but hiring uh, people who can assist with writing, uh, who can assist with you know, website work, that kind of thing. Um, I would like to develop the speaking uh, even more than I have. I think it's coming along nicely, and you know, so I'm very pleased with that. But you know, I want to continue to grow that area, and so I want to develop my presentations and my keynote speeches and, and other things to make, keep them exciting and interesting. And I'm doing some work with multimedia to support those. Um, you know, having short videos or flash presentations or something that will add a little excitement and dynamism to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So very much internet related is, is where your future is going. It's, it's very much. I mean, I, I like the internet. I like internet businesses. always have been, you know, attracted to them ever since, you know, the internet really started to take off in the, in the 90s. Um, and I like working with information. I mean, I'll, I'll always be a very kind of information-centric business person that leverages the web. Right. Yes, I like that. It's a good opportunity to, um, well, I like working in this sort of lifestyle. So thank God for the Internet in that sense, because I can't think if we go back about 20 years, what sort of life or what sort of occupation or business could support the kind of lifestyle that I do at the moment. And, um, it would be hard. Without the internet, it would be very hard. So, yeah. Okay, Nita, well, that's a good place to finish up. Any last-minute comments? I keep saying to everyone, this is a, a lot of entrepreneurs, young people interested in starting their own small business, so maybe you have a last bit of advice for them and what they should uh, you know, take away from you. Oh, uh, you know, have a dream and live your dream. I mean, because that's really what it's all about, you know, and, and uh, just stick with it. So many people I see bail out just as things were about to pop for them. And, and so remember that, you know, it's always darkest right before the dawn. So if things are dark, try to, try to find a way to hang on a little bit longer. And who knows, your, your big break, your, you know, that tipping point may be just around the corner. Faith. <laughs> Persistence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Anita, thank you very much. Um, that was very educational. I'm sure everyone enjoyed it. And, um, well, good luck with everything you're doing in the future. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. It's great to finally talk with you. I feel as if I know you. I've seen your smiling face. <laughs> yeah, photo, photo promotion, isn't it good? <laughs> okay. 
There you have it, everyone. That was the interview with Anita Campbell. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks once again for listening to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. I'm just about to get ready for a trip to Melbourne again, so I'll hopefully have this up sometime during the week, and it will probably go live while I'm in Melbourne. And as usual, if you are interested in downloading any more small business or online marketing podcasts, you can find them available from my blog, or my blogs, which are smallbusinessbranding.com and entrepreneurs-journey.com. Or just do a search for my name, which is Yarrow, Y-A-R-O, and my sites will be the first results in Google. All right, everyone, I'll catch you again next time. Bye-bye.